The problem is, in a modern America, when men find that the, the, the desire, the desire turns around and bites them. Well, then shame on you, man. Shame on you, man. When Ineska was six years old, she killed our pet hamster with a metal flashlight. It looked like a piece of carpet by the time she was done. I just kept hearing it. I'm ducking and everything. Died in the house, I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. Tell them, tell them all. Whoever comes, whoever it is, I'll kill them. I'll kill them all. Hi, welcome to Last Man Earth. My name is Lex Gurgen, as always, and flanked by Matt Ralston. Much like the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, Matt's will instructs that he be shown in an open casket in the bright red dress and matching shoes he loves. In, his, in this way, Matt will be seen out of this world in the same way he spent his hungry 20s. Red is your color, Matt. I hope I'm not here to see it. Did you see Aretha Franklin lying in state? I did not. I, I they heard did about they, it. They didn't show her. Uh, TMZ, of course, had a photo. They didn't show her like full frontal, obviously, in the casket, but they showed her from, you know, from behind, discreetly sort of behind, but she was wearing a bright red dress and red uh, uh like what you would call sexy red <laughs> red pumps mm-hmm. which i don't know i was thinking like you know if you're going to go open casket which i guess is a thing for some people in some cultures maybe tone down tone down <laughs> tone down the fashion the fashion look a little bit i've i've never got the cultural uh, the, the idea of that of looking at a dead person yes. who has like cotton stuffed in them and makeup on like i was at a funeral once and it was a uh black family I don't know if it's a black thing or a southern thing or whatever it is, but they were like, you know, everyone started making the rounds, and I'm like, no, like I don't, <laughs> don't want to have nightmares tonight. No, man. Like, why would I want to look at a a person that's been taxidermied? That's creep. It's so creepy, especially when you put them in like a red sequin dress and then like flat, very flattering red, sexy shoes. I I didn't quite understand. First of all, let's face it, she was not a sexy woman in in her, in her lifetime. So, but I guess she dressed up and stuff for performances. But to see her, like, you know, deceased and, tax, like you said, taxidermied and, like, made up as if she's about to go on stage in Vegas. Yeah. I don't know. I found that very creepy. I found that well, very don't creepy. Don't they have to overdo the makeup anyway to, you know, to cover up this sort of decay and d- discoloration? Yes. That goes into a, a corpse. A lot of rouge and so forth. Yes. Yeah. So if I, if I had an open casket, I'd be looking like, you know, like David Bowie and fucking Starman <laughs> or something. Yes. Like, that's not how I looked. I don't. Know, I, I just feel like maybe it's just. I, I guess you're you're appreciating the life of an entertainer. I understand that, but maybe something a little more formal in terms of gown in the in the in the casket. Um, this week's Last Man Earth podcast is sponsored by the blessed memory of Senator John McCain. Oh, this won't go well. McCain was certainly not a perfect man. He had his flaws, including among them pushing America into as many overseas military conflicts as humanly possible. Massive defense buildups, banking scandals that cost numerous common folk their life savings, and generally being a cantankerous a-hole. But back to the blessed memory. Rest in peace, John McCain. So a pretty fair amount of race baiting at the end also. Yes. Some solid racism that he that he checked in there. Um, I also am incredibly skeptical. I don't want to go Alex Jones, but I mean, I know that his uh, plane did go down in Vietnam. Um, that's real. Wow. (laughs) No, he had like two other plane crashes. It's like, how many times do you get to crash a plane? I know your dad's a general, but at at what point are you not a pilot? 
Uh, and, and well, he the, was, wasn't he? He did come in like last in his class, right, at the Naval Academy. Yeah. So I mean, he definitely had he definitely had the family he definitely had the family connection. So I'm not saying he was. I'm not going to bust the guy for for being a poor pilot and poor soldier, considering what he went through. But he clearly got favoritism by his name, and even that I don't think is the worst part about him. <laughs> I think all his other shit is pretty bad, and it's fine. Like he wasn't a horrible person, but like the fact that like you, I don't know this whole this whole you can't speak ill of the dead thing it really bothers me a lot. Because at what point do you like where, where does that crossover? Like Hitler's dad. Yeah, man, come on. Give him like a week. I agree. Give, give it a and, week. And also there's a whole thing of you can't like if someone's a veteran, they can get away with murder. And like, you know, I certainly have compassion for uh Vietnam vets and, and all veterans for that matter. But uh you were just slaughtering people for no reason. <laughs> like, I don't think there's such thing as a Viet a, a hero of the Vietnam War. I mean the whole thing was a travesty. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know that he, I guess it was his choice to join uh, join up. He didn't have to go fight, but, it, you know, he had the family history. And again, I don't, uh, that's not the part about him that I, I dislike so much. Um, I hated his face. Yes, I did hate his face. And I did, as much as I hate Trump, I did like when he said, I, I prefer my heroes not to be the ones who were captured. <laughs> that, that always makes me chuckle because it makes both people look like an asshole. Because <laughs> it's kind of true. And yet at the same time, he's such an asshole for saying it. But it's kind of true, like, I mean, just as a practical matter, McCain's the hero, the hero worship of McCain comes from the fact that he was a really shitty pilot, probably got shot down and then he was tortured in, in, in Hanoi Hilton. But it really he was just a lousy soldier. I mean, he was strong, obviously, not breaking or whatever. They, they broke his bones. They did shit to him. But at the end of the day, he was just not a very good. So he was just not it was not like he was Rambo who was clearing up the, the Vietnam countryside and scoring big victories for his country. He was in pri- he was in prison during the entire time. And he was being tortured and suffered, but he didn't, wasn't. His accomplishments were not like on the battlefield, right? Yeah, for, uh, but I mean, for a military for a military guy, he did not have a lot of military victories. True, but if you're if you're a Republican or even you know Democrat type guy, and you have to put on this whole facade of like uh, you know w- war heroes or war is the greatest thing ever, and you're a guy that dodged the war. Oh yeah, Trump. Which, yeah. which by the way. I would have also done. I, I have another passport just in case we break into a war. I'm fucking <laughs> gone. Um, but you don't get to say that if if you're pulling the whole patriot card at the same time. You just yeah. you don't get to do that. The thing, I mean, the thing about McCain was he was a, which is funny because people praise him now all the Democrats because they know that Trump hated him, which is funny. But he pushed us in this. He pushed for so many wars. You think usually they say like guys who've been in war are the first people to say let's not get into another war because they've seen the horror of it. Yeah. He pushed us into every fucking war he could find. I mean, he was a hawk at every at everything. I mean, not necessarily for completely unrighteous causes, but he was ready to commit mil- war against everybody. Um, I, mean, he was I pro- long thought he was a shill. Like, I, I honestly don't think the first plane crash, not the one in Vietnam, but I, I think there may have been a false flag involved there to bump him up in the. Really? Yeah, I think so. Wow, um, it's possible. I don't know. I mean, he, was, he came. He descended from grandfather and father who were. Re- Rear admirals and uh, 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 his father was a, was his father grandfather was the one who accepted the, the Japanese surrender in in, uh, in Hawaii I think it was. Did uh, he support that uh, horrific uh, Arizona immigration bill um, state bill? Uh, that I don't. Th- I think he was pretty liberal on immigration as far as I remember. Most Republicans, when it comes down to it, mo- all the Republicans are because they're going to be paid by big business. To keep the illegals coming, illegal labor coming in, right? So there's actually very few, sen- like Senate level, like Republicans who are actually 
anti-immigration because they're all being paid by the same large donors who benefit greatly from cheap labor. So they'll, they'll give a speech or two every now and then, but they don't really want the flow to stop. There's some co- local congressmen, Republicans, who are anti, actually anti because they're not getting the same money. But once you rise to the senator level, they're all getting money from the same. They're all getting money from the same people. Yeah, I mean, you could stop illegal immigration right now if you wanted to just go after the people who employ them. But yes. obviously, no one wants to uh, address things in a, a logical manner. <laughs> We'd rather just uh, no, because I think I think literally eighty to eighty to ninety percent of uh, Congress is in favor for one way or another of immigrant flows coming in for cheap labor or other or other reasons. Uh, you have to be. I mean, yes. I used to uh, bartend at a restaurant in Venice called the Firehouse. It's not that great. Don't go there. It's on Rose. Um, they fired me anyway. Uh, <laughs> Love that place. They were all illegal, and and uh, you know, essentially anyone that wasn't front of the house. But they actually promoted people so th- to to work uh, as waiters who were right. illegal. They didn't just have the white guys doing it, and. Uh, those guys worked harder than than anyone else, and uh, worked and rode their bikes home and never bothered anyone. I mean, well, that's a th- that's a funny the thing about like so uh, we were talking about this last week. All the homeless, the home- wandering zombie homeless in Los Angeles, all these w- generally white male, thirties to fifty drug addicts who are wandering the streets now in Los Angeles by the thousands. So the plan, the mayor's plan, is that they're going to get like help off their addiction, and they're going to get like uh, job training. And I'm like. Who the hell in Los Angeles is going to hire like an ex addict with a rap sheet uh, to even to work in their kitchen <laughs> at, at their bar when for like less money and five times harder worker they can hire an illegal immigrant to yeah. do the job who has no rap sheet who's going to work sixteen hours a day for cheap money and is recommended by his cousin? <laughs> I mean. Who are you going to hire? You're not going to hire the white ex-addict who's been roaming the street for eight years. I'm going Mexican yes. all day. That's why I don't think there is no job. Mar- I mean, they're like, well, we'll put them into low-end jobs. At first, like, there are no low-end jobs in, in Los Angeles for white addicts with, <laughs> with criminal records who might who will probably work for a week and disappear because right. there's, a, you know, use tons of t- endless amount of cheap very hard-working Mexican labor that will do the job twice as good and be twice as reliable. Don't we have in L.A. The, a thing, I think this was a year or two ago, but you can't ask if someone has a felony or not anymore? Yeah, you're not allowed to ask about their record unemployment anymore. Because I always, when I was filling out job applications, never got hired, but I would fill out a lot of them um, for, you know, uh, serving jobs or whatever. But I always had that box, are you a felon? Yes. And I was like, well, I'm feeling pretty good about this because I'm not a felon. Yes. Still didn't get hired. But no. now I guess that's that's not even... No, they're not. They're, not only are they not allowed to uh, ask that on uh, like those you know uh, interview questions, I mean, on those online questions, applications, they can't ask in interviews either. So it's just they're not allowed to ask about your, your correctional history any longer. But you can take the paper and go into your office and go on one of those shady websites. Of course. I mean, you'd be derelict not to do that. You should You're going to hire a fucking murderer, ex-murderer to work at your, <laughs> at your company by accident. Right. I mean, I get the idea of like low-level offenders not being, you know, because, you know, guys with rap sheets are almost impossible for the five jobs, except in private, secu- <laughs> private security at like arenas and, <laughs> and malls. I mean, uh, literally, all those guys go and work in private security because it's the only place that will hire like ex-cons. 
So you're not going to get a legitimate job as an ex-con. So I kind of like, you know, if you had a low-level offense, I kind of like the fact your life is not ruined from employment. Well, yeah, and I, I don't. But I, violent, I, fel- violent felonies, you got to, you got to let people know. Right. About. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to generalize all felons in the same boat. I mean, <laughs> if you were moving a brick of pot in in Georgia, like yes. whatever. But yeah, the guy that raped and murdered a 12 year old chick. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if I want him uh, hanging around the office. Uh, do not forget to become a patron of the show on Patreon.com/slash forward slash Last Man Earth. Thanks to all new patrons. They're rolling in like crazy. Don't be the last one. Get on this shit now before it disappears. At some point, I'm going to cut it off, and no one will be allowed to give us money anymore. That's just the way it's going to work. <laughs> if you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show. <laughs> Matt, let me ask you. You're a huge Katy Perry fan, I know. Uh, like before she was even big, when she was just traveling around with her Jew-hating uh, Bible-thumping parents. When she was touring in the van, yes. the, old, uh, the old clubs on the on the uh, route, they don't the o- circuit, they, the they, folk singer circuit. Yeah, they don't often talk about her parents. Her parents were traveling preachers who uh, made their money by uh, giving anti-Semitic uh, uh, Christian, Christian, Christian gospel prayers really? around the country. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, not like blatantly anti-Semitic. Like it wasn't, the title wasn't like, We Hate Jews. It was just about Jesus will save you, but then they started attacking the Jews, and that is how basically how they got their money. Um, but she's distanced herself. She's distanced herself from her parents. She can't blame someone for their parents. Um, is, is no she re- bought a nunnery? I don't she know. did. They took it. They, there's, it's been in court now. She bought a nunnery, then they fought back, and up in uh, Los Feliz somewhere. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. She had a religious upbringing, but a scarred one at that. But she has a really nice set of knockers. She's reasonably attractive. And Dr. Luke, Dr. Luke wrote her some really catchy, stupid-ass bubblegum songs that made her really famous. So I'll give, I'll give Dr. Luke and Katy Perry credit because all she does is put on a stage show. But she puts on a hell of a stage show. Can she sing? No, well? no. She did like – there's always these like pop singers that they can't sing, and so they'll be forced to do like one acoustic song at one point. Right. And then to prove to everybody that they have a voice. And it's always like – first of all, it's never really a truly an acoustic set. There's always you'll always notice like the sound <laughs> the sound effects are going, oh, yeah. and it's one song they've trained on over and over again, and they'll do it, and it'll be like you know pretty good, and they'll go like, see, she can really, she can really. Well, I hate that, and I hate the guy or girl that that I go, uh, well, you know, uh, this song is horrible. The, this this Demi Lovato or Katy Perry, I'm like, their music sucks, and then uh, there's one guy that goes, yeah, but she can sing. Yes. I'm like. Okay, well, she is a singer. Yes. So there is that. You're saying that she can kind of do what she's built to do. Well, there are there are people with mu- you're either born with musical talent or you're not. You can train a lot too, but you either do. And there are some singers obviously that have great vocal range that can sing. Well, yeah, but even Christina but, Aguilera, I'm like, this song sucks a dick, and they're yes. like, she can sing. I'm like, well, she's singing a song yes. that is terrible. So yes. What's your point? Uh, but I think like Katy Perry legitimately can't sing. <laughs> so like when Jennifer Lopez is like, actually, I think be- I believe technically is she's tone deaf. <laughs> so she literally can't sing. I mean, she literally can't hit a note because she can't hear it. So, uh, you know, but she became sold millions of records. Right. So it's that kind of singer. And then there's like someone like Mariah Carey, who has a really st- or had it before she got really fat and older, had a really strong voice. Right. And uh, they all still do shitty songs. It doesn't matter. But Katy Perry is more of like grab the guitar, pretend to sing. She's more like that uh, Peter Frampton or teenage like teenage star from the 70s who they just found like a hot guy or hot girl and gave some bubblegum songs to sing. Yeah. But God, but God bless her. But Luke, uh, Dr. Luke wrote those songs for her and made her super famous. 
So the story came out this week. There is uh, this Kesha. This Kesha story seems like it's been going on forever because it has been. The lawsuit's been going on for four years. I think years. we're the only two people still following it. Yes, at we are. This point. Well, you, me, and like a lot of twelve-year-old girls, <laughs> and, and Taylor Swift, who stopped funding, stopped funding Lady Gaga and uh, Kesha. So Kesha said uh, Dr. Luke raped her and sexually assaulted her, drugged her, and that's why she deserves to get out of her contract with uh, he and his, and his Sony uh, production company. That's been going on for years. And in the midst of that, uh, they settled that somehow, I think, or just the contract naturally ended. In, in the course of that, Dr. Luke sued uh, Kesha for a civil suit for defamation because she claimed not only did he raped her, but she claimed she heard that he raped Katy Perry, which is a strange thing to say because Katy Perry is one of the world's most famous women. So you'd think this would be someone would know. So they did. So they got to depose Katy Perry. And it turns out the rumor came from Lady Gaga who was also another rape, a rape singer. <laughs> who, was, who was also deposed, but Lady Gaga was deposed as well. She was deposed as well because Kesha said she heard the Katy Perry rumor from Lady Gaga in a text. Right. She got a text from Lady Gaga saying, I heard a music executive, a music executive told me he heard that Katy Perry was raped by Dr. Luke. So right there, so Lady triple, Gaga, triple, yes. so she heard from someone yes. that someone was raped and she, she went hard with that rumor yes. publicly. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess you would say, like, if your friend of yours said, like, I was, uh, put your mind in a young female. If if someone said, a friend of yours said, I was raped by this music guy, and then you knew that, like, you had heard that he raped another person, you might text her and say, like, I heard he raped this other girl, too. I can kind of see that, because you're, like, kind of, like, supporting her with evidence in her case. Like, you might want to talk to Katy Perry. I heard she got raped by him, too. Maybe, but... I mean, I think think Lady Gaga believed it happened. Well... Yeah, okay. Well, then she's stupid because all the information on Kesha was already public at yes, that point. Yes, she was. So if you're going to say, if you're going to take someone at their word, when you could just look up the recent archives of the New York Post and see that she was lying. Yes. I don't I don't think there's any question she was lying about being raped. Kesha, that is. I, I think she was probably being honest about the drugs and lying about the rape. You think she was drugged? No, I think she did drugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think she did drugs, I think she too. did drugs, passed out a few times or whatever else happened. Uh, I don't know if anything went down between them sexually. It was not rape in the sense that, like, he raped her. I mean, she might have been high when they I had sex. I, I mean, know. I could see. So if I was Lady Gaga and I knew that Dr. Luke had raped someone else in the past. Yes. And then, and then Kesha was like, he raped me. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But he didn't rape anyone. No, he Kesha didn't. Kesha just made the thing up uh, to get out of her record contract. Yeah, he's probably, like I said, he's a, a sleazy music guy, but he's also extremely talented. He made all these people, well, for what he does, Matt, he's a sing- not a singer. He's a music producer whose goal is to sell music to 12-year-old girls. Yeah. And he knows exactly how to do that. Right. So he took Katy Perry, who could have been a nothing, uh, and turned her to huge. He, he made Kesha big. Kesha's definitely a nothing. She doesn't even look like Katy Perry. He turned her into like... He wrote stupid songs like TikTok for her. Yeah, that TikTok song. They played at the gym. Yes. And it's so bad. It is so horrible, but that's why Dr. Luke... the vocals suck, by the way. They do. And and she's not a very attractive person. And so there's really nothing sellable about her except that Dr. Luke wrote a fucking song that some reason got in the minds of middle school girls. Well, doesn't he deserve some credit that... Not not for not raping, yes. but just that he wasn't boning these chicks. Doesn't that make him kind of a good guy? Yes, that's what I think, too. Yeah. Also, I think maybe a little rape could have been forgiven based on how successful he made them. <laughs> so I bet you I bet you go back in the day, like to Motown and all this stuff like that. 
There's probably every every woman's got some horrible horror story. I bet Diane Ross has like a lot of horror stories. But like, it's oh, like I think Rihanna has some horror stories, but yeah. she's keeping it she's keeping it tight. I, I no doubt. There's no doubt the music business, like the film, but like this Harvey Weinstein in the film business, it's a disgusting business. And I bet like, it's worse though. Music's really bad because it, it's not even it's not even it's not even a visual medium. So much shit goes on in the dark. I knew guys in the music business. First of all, they're all short. I don't know why they're all short, angry men with the testosterone issues. Mm. They just have anger. I've never met angrier guys, angrier short guys, than I have in the music business. I'm not sure why they tend towards that, but it's also musicians. I think in general, like rock musicians, are all short, angry guys generally. Yeah, I think people that get into music are usually short. You know, yes. they, they get into that instead of sports. That's my my feeling is that like the effeminate short people go into drama, and the more like angry masculine short guys get into music. Yeah, because they can't play sports because they're too short and they're too small. There's also a, I mean, Jewish men. By by and larger, shorter. I mean, there's a breed of Jewish guys. There, there's tall Jewish guys, obviously. Wow, you sound like Katy Perry's parents. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a breed of the short, like the short, stubby Jewish. Guy. This is a New York. This is a New York. Only does entertainment management for some reason. Matt, we don't say Jewish. We say New York. It's a New York. Uh, <laughs> there's definitely New York. Yeah, I love how people like always like people always like L. A. Agents. God, L. A. Agents are such assholes. I'm like. Do you understand they're all from New York? Every single one of them is from New York. Yeah. Like, it's not L.A. They're not L.A. assholes. They're actually New York assholes that work in Los Angeles. Not that L.A. doesn't have its own assholes. But specifically, agents are all New York, born and bred. Just that's how I are, like 98% of them. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. So so they this was in a sealed deposition by Katy Perry, who I'm sure was really happy to be dragged into this. So she said nothing other happened. Dr. Luke never mistreated her, assaulted her, or treated her unfairly in any way. It's just another final stake and among the final stakes in this stupid Kesha story. But the upshot is Kesha is still seen as a as a assault victims rights advocate who still gets speaks at organizations, still gets like hashtag for all this like feminist, like uh, anti you know, pro victims causes like that. Does it really matter anymore if there's any truth to your story? Like, is that is that even relevant any longer? I don't think so, because it's not her word against Dr. Luke. It, his story has now been corroborated by two of her own allies. Yes. So at what point do you get shamed for being a liar? And I, I don't know I, because I, I, is it, would it be called fake news? Like if, if CNN said Kesha uh, falsely accused Dr. Luke, which is an accurate headline. They would never run that. Why? Because it just would be, it was seen as like a, an attack on women. So it's like the we're going to talk about Asia Argento in a minute. It's like attacking any member of a of a politically correct cause is attacking the cause, and therefore you can't do it. It's really fucked up because, as someone who's followed the story, what I believe happened, and I would refute anyone that that said otherwise, is Kesha's mom. Uh, maybe they had you know overspent or whatever, but she decided that this was the way to get out of their contract. Uh, because you know they wanted the royalties uh, to go to them and not to share them with uh, the producer. She got fu- she got fucked in a contract, which every young singer does. Okay, and I I am sympathetic to that. I'm not fucker. <laughs> Just say what you don't. Stan- it was stan- a standard fuck you contract. It's an early stage singer. Okay, so, <laughs> so I understand their motivation. I mean, this is like a true crime saga at this point, but. It's not okay to defame someone. No. 
um, which is which is what they did. And I like I don't know where's the HBO documentary. Like I always <laughs> see it the other way, you know. Doctor Luke, a tragic story of victimhood. I kind of feel that way. I mean, I don't know him personally. I, I think you should pitch it. Hang out with him. I think you should pitch it to HBO. See how far that goes up the, <laughs> up the chain. Men falsely accused of rape. Uh, if you want a happy story, happy ending to the story, Matt. Not directly related, but a girl in, from Staten Island was uh, just put in jail for a year for falsely accusing uh, two football players in Connecticut of Saw raping that. her, uh, which was really interesting because the best part about the story is, well, not the best part, it's all kind of sad because she did destroy two people's lives. Um, although there were two football players who had sex with her in the basement. So there was that, but it was consensual at a party, was that she made up the rape story because she didn't want her boyfriend to think less of her. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, like where, where, is it, where is that thinking coming from? Like, Oh yeah, you weren't just having sex with multiple football players at a college party. You were forced. You were forced to do it. Come here, sweetie. <laughs> like yeah, and and that that was also like just I don't know if it's generational or if she's just psychotic. I mean, you have to have a some sort of uh, personality disorder to f- you know false to ruin people's lives like that uh, for no reason except for self interest. But she was very defiant during yes. the sentencing. It like it's like she didn't. She didn't understand that she'd done anything wrong. No, I think it's a. It's a. I'm not gonna say all women are are gonna openly use rape as a as a like a weapon. Now, I think most understand that's wrong, but I think it's less wrong than it used to be because we're talking about Kesha right now, who just did it and seems to have done very well, very well for herself. Yeah, the I mean, if rape that's the bar. Yes, and it's like, well, this seems like a good way to go. Yeah, maybe get out of a parking ticket. I don't know. Yeah, you see, like, I mean, people are very. Ba- humans are very basic in terms of like what what inspires them they see kim kardashian make a lot of money with her big ass and they go i need a big ass i want to make a lot of money and take some naked selfies you know why not Kasha does a false rape accusation against dr luke and seems to be doing very well and she's labeled a hero why why not do that i mean there's no doesn't mean any negative consequences i think you're absolutely right which is frightening and sad but you know, it's. I mean, it's the same thing as. But it's all. But it's still just a conniving. It's, a, it's still a conniving girls. It's not all women. It's just. It's the ones who always were looking for ways, e- easy ways out. It's the same girls. They're just doing different tactics now. Yeah, I mean, I I don't. I tend to stay away from the type of girl that wants to fuck two guys in the bathroom at a frat party. <laughs> yes. Not to say that we all, you know, we all slip up from time to time, but I, I try and screen those type of women out. Yeah. Um, like if they ask you to go in the basement and find another dude. <laughs> well, if a guy's walking out of the bathroom yes. and I'm walking You're in. You're not calling next? You're not taking a number calling no, next? I don't think so. <laughs> no. No, I don't think so. She was a reasonably attractive girl. Oh, Also, the second best part about the story is the fact that her mom was thrown out of the courtroom because she wouldn't turn off her cell phone, which kept going off in the courtroom. <laughs> which just goes to show you, I think, a line of where these people are coming from. It's Matt, let me ask you, do you know who Melinda Hill is? Comedian Melinda Hill? I don't know her personally, but you looked her up. I heard her interviewed on NPR, which I listened wow, to. Wow, she made the NPR? I yeah. thought it was just TMZ. No, yeah, she was on N- NPR being interviewed by someone. I think this is going to backfire against her, but she's come out with the... She was a f- only a comedian who would come out and say that it was wrong for Louis C.K. to perform. He, he did an appearance at the Comedy Cellar, impromptu, unannounced. His first performance since he uh, retired gently from the the business after probably like eight or eight months or nine months. Yeah, at least. Yeah, since he was sort of discovered, I think everyone knew it that he had masturbated in the green room 
in front of a few female comedians before. He did ask for permission, which is, I don't know, to me it seems even creepier in a way. So I don't want my, I don't want like a sexual, straight sexual guy asking me questions. Um, just whip it out, do what you got to do, and just go away. Um, it's like, well, it's like, also, but you, you know, the door is right there. Yeah, the, the, but it was clearly gross. It was gross behavior. I don't think he was ever charged with a crime or anything. It was not criminal behavior. It's not criminal, which no. is, by the way, what Melinda Hill said, that he got away with a crime. Yeah. Because it's it's not criminal. So she went on and she did a TMZ. She did I a, sound th- like I'm defending him. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm no, yeah, I think you can defend the right the right he has not to have. I mean, the right, the question is like, so they, she, she did this hashtag me too soon. Which you think is clever. It's a good joke. It is. I hate all hashtags just <laughs> reflexively. I wouldn't have thought of it. It's funny. No, it is. But so the idea is that like Me Too, people who have been, uh, they're calling them Me Too offenders, this class of men, largely men, who are Me Too offenders, will they ever be allowed to come back and work again? And if they are allowed to come back, when, is it too soon? Is it too soon for Louis C.K. to be doing stand-up again? And she, Melinda Hill, who is trying to get a name for herself, obviously, because I know she has a lot of Indiegogo funding projects she's trying to get done, uh, compared his sneaking on the stage at the Comedy Cellar uh, to the sneakiness of, like, a rapist, which I thought was really the worst, one of the worst metaphors I've ever heard in my life. Like, oh, you rape just like a guy who sneaks on the comedy stages. <laughs> like, uh, really, really just horrible. But the real question is, Matt, like, when are people allowed to come back from, you know, he pulled himself in exile. Nobody exiled him. He could have been performing before. Some of the clubs, I think, put him on a, a blacklist for a while in terms of performing because he was too hot after the stories broke. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I see, I think they'd all have him back. There was one person, one person in the audience who complained when Louis C.K. showed up unannounced, said they felt ambushed and they would not have been there if they'd known he was going to be there which is utterly ridiculous. I, I can't imagine not being super excited when Louis C.K. shows up. To that sounds like one of those polls where they talk a dumb person into saying yes. what they want. Yes. Like, I, I, I have a hard time believing someone was that somebody would traumatized. Go to a, that somebody would go to a comedy club and not be excited to see Louis C.K. unannounced? I mean, what's their problem? I don't Well, I guess they... I'm sure it was a woman, and I'm sure she was like... They said, how do you feel about Louis... After his sexual... Whatever. How do you feel about seeing Louis C.K.? And she probably said, had to say the politically correct thing. Well, she probably is, hadn't thought about it before the question was posed. Yes. So they asked a hundred people. Well, the comment, you know, they asked forty people that were in there, and one chick was like, "Oh, now that I think about it, I <laughs> yes." So that's what happened. I felt I felt ambushed. Or as a guy speaking in front of his feminist girlfriend, who knows? But here's a question. So they like so Melinda Hill, who I guess now has to say like who has the right to come back and work or not. Uh, says he needs Louis C.K. Of course, she has to say, I adore him. He's one of my idols, whatever else. That he has to uh, do more penance and he has to apologize more uh, before he's allowed to come back. I'm like, who exactly does he need to ap- apologize to? Like you? Well, he didn't do anything to you. Like he clearly might need to. I would clearly apologize to the women I masturbated in front of and say like, yeah, I probably should have done that. <laughs> like, Which he did, by the way. He did. And I believe they accepted his apology. Um, but you don't owe the world... I mean, he didn't commit a crime. There's no crime against the state. What does he owe, like, you know, Melinda Hill an apology for? For what? Like, what, I apologize for what, Melinda Hill? I don't know. Because the interview, I, I wish I could find the name of the NPR host, but they were asking her what he should do. And I'm like, when did she attain this <laughs> yes. this uh, bureaucratic position? Yes. Like, was she elected? What, how did she get to decide who gets to do things? I'd at least like to, to see, like, things. Like, a, like, a famous, like, uh, comedy club owner or other comedian or somebody of relevance 
who would give some perspective to this issue. You know, somebody or even somebody who came back from a some dark part of their past, someone who has some relevance to this issue yeah. that was not was not her. But it, but generally, so they're talking about so this me too thi- me too soon hashtag now. So Aziz Ansari is coming back. Aziz Ansari, by the way, did nothing wrong. No, other he than he, he's a really bad at sex. He's annoying. He's annoying and apparently really bad at, at foreplay and sex back <laughs> in his apartment. Because it did sound really, really. Well, he really went down on the girl. I mean, doesn't that count as foreplay these days? Well, he tried. He went down on her. Apparently, it was so poor that she just felt very uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I get, I get that. I mean, I can imagine having. I mean, uh, guys just probably don't understand this because they don't give a shit how horrible their sex partner is generally. But I can imagine, like, no one, like a guy's not going to go like, stop the blowjob. It's just not right, not feeling right. But I can understand as a woman how having sort of a creepy little dude who's just like he's just munching, yeah, on just it? doing something really wrong, and you're just kind of like, uh, yeah, I gotta go home. I could kind of see that. Actually. I gotta go home now. The fact that she shared that story with the rest of the world was fucking horrible because you went on a date with a dude, you asked him out, I believe. She she sought him out for a dinner date. Then you went back to his apartment. Then you started making out. Then you starts like doing some more stuff, and you're not into it because he's. He's little, he's got a weird voice, and he's doing some weird shit to your vagina. <laughs> I get that, but that's the end of the day. You don't need to write about it. You don't need to write about it online and then have it compared to sexual assault, which made no sense whatsoever. I agree. And, and you should have mentioned that, that he paid. Oh, for dinner? In the essay. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, for the drinks and the, uh, I don't know, what it, dinner or drinks, whatever. Well, not only did he pay, but you were actually went back. You were the one who, as far as I know, she, she went there. He was, he was doing some event, and she went and found him after the event. And said that she was a fan of his, and that he he met her once before, and that she wanted to go out with him. So he asked him out, basically. So it wasn't like he was stalking her or pursuing yeah, her. They hooked up. It was whack, and she was like, "I'm gonna leave," and he was like, "Okay." Yeah. And so the arbiter, the question of the arbiter is going to be coming up because and Matt Lauer, by the way, Matt, you should be excited about since he's coming back too. Uh, I'm still not sure what Matt Lauer did exactly. I, I kind of forgot what his fa- like when I picture Matt Lauer, it's just yes. a blurry face, like well, a, like a, a Stanley Kubrick nightmare. He was a bald, middle aged man, bald guy who like was appealing to women in that way that he was not sexually appealing, but he was like kind of like male friend appealing. I think like non threatening. Was per- it like the guy? So like, if you're a seventy uh, five year old woman. And like I you, can relate to you that. sit around talking with your lady friends, you know, over coffee you know, on Long Island. And uh, you don't you don't have any delusions that you're going to fuck the pool boy at this point. No, no. It's all Matt, was Matt Lauer, the kind of yes. attainable. I don't like, know that women are like getting getting wet in their in their uh, shorts for that for that. What, 75? Oh, certainly not. But, but I think they're feeling like he's a really nice guy who, who like my daughter could date. Right. I don't know. They have that. Com- they have that commercial. There's this commercial. I forget what it's for now. Where they show like these old ladies like uh, eyeballing. They hire this hot young uh, pool guy or hedge trimmer, and he's got muscular, and they're like all gawking him. They're all like eighty year old ladies. I don't believe that ever happens, but I think they get a thrill from seeing Matt Lauer every day, thinking like he's kind of like my daytime friend, guy friend. It's so. like it reminds uh, you know them of of their ex-boss who they were kind of into or is it just I someone guess. they used to know i just something? think he seems like a ni- he seems like a ni- he's a man who would never hurt them and he's a nice guy but he's a man so i don't know he's obviously the audience is mostly female i don't get the whole matt lauer thing he was the highest paid guy at nbc and i don't even remember what he did wrong i know he he pinched katie carrick's ass which seemed very odd to me in terms of ass choice 
Uh, he dropped his pants, I think, a few times. But and he did sleep with a, an intern or two. But I don't know that he was actually. He wasn't accused of any crime again. There was no crime involved. He so fucked he, an intern who was kind of real into fucking him, and then she decided later like that was inappropriate. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you're not supposed to fuck the help. I get that part. Well, I, there was that whole story, which was, again, not to really defend Matt Lauer because I, I have. I don't want to. I don't want to live in a world where I know who Matt Lauer is. Yes, I, I think that's a real problem. First of all, but they were like he had a buzzer under his <laughs> yes. desk to lock the door, which everyone has yes. because you don't want people barging in. Yes, and when you have that buzzer, as I think you and I know, you can still open the door from the inside. Yes, it's for the outside. So people were ill-informed on this and were acting like he had a rape dungeon in uh <laughs> yes you know 30 rock yes which is retarded. no he was clearly a soft he's clearly a soft soul he's not a, he's not a, uh, ma- a very masculine male kind of guy he's definitely beta male whenever they go with the and you know we all have to watch what we say now but like he made inappropriate comments it's like okay who who doesn't make inappropriate comments i i make them constantly and i'll never stop uh, like I'm not going to show up on the first day like oh check out those nipples but at a certain point human beings you know when you break down the professional barriers yes you just say things and not in a pervy uh, way necessarily but ever, everyone's overheard their boss doing something weird. I will still never forgive him for pinching Katie Kirk's ass I don't understand that impulse at all I don't see Katie Kirk, walk, Katie Kirk walking by and going like gotta pinch that ass man gotta pinch that ass <laughs> like yeah. so unappealing like why would you pinch in the ass of like a 55-year-old woman with a flat well, body? Well, in terms of harassment, like I remember not only did this happen, but Amy Schumer like bragged about it and made it a comedy bit. Katie Couric set her cell phone down for a minute and didn't lock it. Yes. And Amy Schumer took the phone, somehow found uh, Katie Couric's husband's phone number and texted her husband from Katie Couric's phone, do you want to have anal sex yes, tonight? Yeah, I remember that. And... Uh, so that that's got to be a lot worse than whatever Matt Lauer did. I think so too. Although that's the one is celebrated and Ellen thinks it's hilarious, <laughs> yes. and the other one, the guy lost his job. Well, don't forget, Amy Schimmer was uh, technically raped her first time she had sex, as she decided in her in her memoirs. <laughs> she decided in her memoirs because I would argue the guy was raped. I think so. I think so too. Emotionally, uh, in terms of who has the in terms of who has the nightmares moving forward, I, th- I think it's the guy. But here's the question, Matt: We're gonna have to uh, face is who is the arbiter of when it's too soon to come back? I just not Melinda Hill. No, I agree with that. So is it just anybody? Just go out there and like go uh, uh, like when can Kevin Spacey come back and act? Yeah, it is a really interesting question. Obviously, it's it's case by case. I mean. I, I hope O.J. Simpson never stars in another Naked Gun movie when yeah. they do the reboot. But he clearly killed he clearly killed people, right? But and assaulted, and in addition to beating women senseless, so was it, there yeah, was that. that and and he, you know the autograph thing. Let's let's not forget about that. <laughs> yes, there was some memorabilia involved. Uh, but someone it, like it's, it's a case by case basis. So Louis C.K. like what his offense was probably a three. Yes. Um, I think there needs to be a court, right? There needs to be some sort of rating system, right? Well, it also I think it depends on... Because they were interviewing the owner of the seller, and he just didn't know what to say or what to talk about. They're like... (laughs) He's like, I don't know, shit. I'm not going to turn down Louis C.K. showing up. But I kind of think... I would have thought, especially kind of 
Louis C.K.'s brand of humor. Yeah. That his first set would have been about the the yes. accusation and yes. the whole the whole deal. Yes. And it's weird. I don't know what he did, but apparently he just you know came up with like some bits about you know walking your dog and yeah yeah he was just doing a little warm up he was just doing exercises basically like I don't was he testing the water I think so he, he probably didn't know it would blow up like no this. I think he did he must have known he hasn't really? been performed in like a year he must have known but it's they it pulled was like show. an off night like he just popped in they pulled his TV show I mean I think he play, I think he's testing the water to see what it's like I mean it's you're gonna have to do that to get back because the longer you stay out. The more you give power to the people who tell you you can't come back, because like, oh, he's an he's an exile because all these horrible things he did. You got to come back and say like, I made some mistakes, but it's not that horrible, and I'm going to work. So yeah, um, I mean, I feel like his next hour, his next special will address this for sure. Um, but I I don't know. I there should be a scale. Should there be a scale like like they have the. Uh, the Poblano pepper scale, the uh, hotness, the hotness scale for peppers, where like your offenses are measured by a thing, and that's how many months you have to stay, how many months you have to stay away before you can come back. Yeah, well, there's see progressive people because I'm down with the cause, you know, in, in terms of I don't want to see women being abused, um, but it it just they progressives lack context. So yes. you had all this shit going on, and it's like. Oh, let's let's make Al Franken resign because Roger Stone leaked some photos of of a Republican operative who you know was in on the joke fucking fifteen years ago. So it's like, all right, we have this stuff going on. Let's really fuck ourselves over. Um, does anyone think Louis C.K. is dangerous? No, no. He seems like he have a heart attack at any moment. <laughs> I don't even mean that. I mean that he's malicious. No, I don't. I don't, I, I think he was inappropriate. I don't think anything is wrong with that. He won't if he does it again. Then you got to give him. A, then you got to give him a long, long ass ban. So is there? Do we have like minimum sentencing laws now? Like, I don't like. But oh, we, we gave him two years and he came back. Now he's you know he violated his. Well, fucking, that's the thing. You can like. So we just you talked mentioned that earlier. You can't ask people in California anymore if they've committed a, a crime when you hire them. But you can basically not hire them because they've committed some sort of vague sexual harassment in the past. It's like, yeah, okay, so you like help a rob the bank, arm rob the bank. I don't, I'm not allowed to know about that. But if you uh, did some sort of sexual harassment of women in your past at your past job, I can refuse to hire so you. So at a certain point, you're better off just taking the felony. You're better off just committing armed robbery than you are uh, whipping out your junk, <laughs> lady, or, or going down, or going down, having poor poor uh, skills going down on a woman. <laughs> I think it just it. <laughs> It just has to be a case by case basis, and people have to look at what the person uh, actually did. Like just like we were talking about with Kesha, like look at what actually happened. Don't just have these blanket assertions of, oh, this guy was accused, therefore he's got to, you know, hide in his basement for an indeterminate amount of time. He'll be back though. Like like Kesha, like I said, it's market forces. If there's money to be made. Eventually, everyone will circle around him and support him because there's money to be made for lots of people. Well, yeah, ever, and and by the way, I I don't think he's entitled to having his career ruined. No, either. no. But what I mean, so you had Mel Gibson, who uh, you know said uh, some anti-Semitic things while he was uh, psychotic. And sugar, on, don't forget sugar tits. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of was. You didn't I, want I, that to bother you. No, I, I liked everything he said besides yeah. the uh, N-bombs and the yeah. anti-Semitic things. Yes. But he was, dude, 
the guy was trying to quit smoking. He took Chantix. It says on the commercial that it makes you psychotic. Mm-hmm. He probably smoked a pack and a half a day of Marlboro Reds. He got pulled over. He was buzzed. Shit went wrong. Uh, then he uh, made some phone calls and was taped, uh, recorded by his baby mama. Yes. All he wanted was to get a blowjob in the hot tub. He's paying the bills. He's paying for the hot tub. Although that did turn into him uh, making a huge, huge fortune on Jesus movies. So it worked out okay for him. And he's back, by the way, now. So he's back. Sorry, not yes. to get uh, distracted. Who else is back? But you know why he's uh, back? He's back because he, he showed he can make a lot of He's worth a lot of money. So I think the money is a big thing because if you're going to make a lot of people a lot of money, then those people are going to get behind you and start going like, you know, I think the Showtime person, Netflix person who's going to have the Louis C.K. special is going to go like, I think it's time he came back, <laughs> you know. And by the way, we're selling this as a subscription, whatever, kicker. So, I mean, there's, when there's – it's the same with the Kesha. Kesha would be like – She's make, she's selling a shitload of records, so that's why they're that's why people are supporting her in the least. I mean, not that the girls the girls are going to support her, but like why industry people are supporting because she's making money. Otherwise, she'd be written off. They get rid of her as a as a, prob, as a problem person. Well, Spacey was a big money maker. He had a he was he had a hit show on Netflix and you know a, a film coming out. I uh, think his sexual assault was a little of, a, of an underage kid was a little bit more. By the way, did you see that his his other movie came out, The Billionaire Boys Club? <laughs> No. Yeah, so he made a movie before all that stuff happened, and it was uh, after the one, and they didn't have enough money to go back. It was He starred in it. They didn't have enough money to go back and replace him. Really a bad title, too, Billionaire Boys Club. Yeah. And they had to sounds... release it. It had an obligation release in the theaters like three weeks ago because of legal obligation. So the studio didn't throw their uh, promotional money behind it? No, that. and it made $124. <laughs> uh, so you had a piece on mattrawson.net about... The, is it Kilauea, Matt? Am I pronouncing it right? I don't want to offend the uh, the gods, the yeah. Hawaiian gods. Kilauea, you said it right. Uh, uh, on the main island has been erupting, I believe, now for 5,000 years or 5 billion years. I don't know. Uh, probably for the last millions of years, it's been erupting slowly. Well, it formed the whole island. It formed the whole the island. The island is the volcano. It's an active volcano. Uh, I like the term active volcano versus inactive volcano because it makes you feel safer to be near an inactive volcano, <laughs> which doesn't mean it looks like an inactive rapist or an active rapist. Like, I still don't want to live next door to the inactive rapist. Yeah. I, I don't want to live, like, on the cliffside of an inactive volcano. It just seems too dangerous to me. Yeah. And then you always have the geologist nerd <laughs> with the beard that's like, well, technically. And it's like, yes. okay, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Like, so this hasn't blown forever. It's been 3,000 years since this destroyed everybody, right? Just killed everybody. I'll live here. Yeah. Uh, what are the odds it'll, what are the odds it'll happen again? But your point was that the Kilauea explosion, which they showed uh, here on the mainland, as the Hawaiians call them, uh, 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 overblown stories about it. I love the story the best for me was the video of the car that got engulfed in lava as the lava came across the street and engulfed a parked car and it ate up the, it burned the entire car now if you watch the video in its entirety it took 45 minutes for the <laughs> lava because lava moves it's deadly obviously you can't stop it but it's very slow yeah. so it's like one of those bad horror movies where the bad guy moves really slowly <laughs> like <laughs> to move like 50 feet towards the car it took like 45 minutes yeah. So literally, like, oh, it's eating, swallowing cars. I'm like, well, yeah, or the guy who owned the car could have walked really slowly to his car, you know, had a cigarette, started his car, driven away two miles an hour and been just fine <laughs> and had half an hour to spare. Yeah. So the time, they did the time lapse, so it looked like it was two minutes, like the thing's moving across because it moves at like a mile an hour at most. I mean, it's moving at like slow, slow, slow walking speed. Yeah, it's like the blob. Or yes, because it's molten rock and it's moving really slowly. And so, like, literally, to be, it would be really hard. I guess downhill it moves faster, probably, but to be killed by the lava itself, 
You'd have to be really unexpected it. Well, no, yeah, and nobody was killed by the lava. There nah. were seven hundred homes destroyed, but right, the homes can't move. Not one person, no, uh, was killed. So your point was that when you went there, you expected to be really horrible, but it wasn't really that bad because the news outlets here in the United States and probably around the world were showing all these videos and clips of all these like, you know, I like the the boat that got fi- the tourist boat that got firebombed by the vol- by the lava <laughs> was great. Yeah, <laughs> um, they deserve that. It looked like a, it looked like a, who's the guy? I forgot the guy. Uh, the producer lasts like thirty years and makes all those like world disaster films, like The Day After Tomorrow, and all those films where the world Geostorm. Uh, it's always the same guy. Bruckheimer. It's not Bruckheimer. It's uh, another guy. I'll think of his name, but he always he d- it's the same formula in every film. It's always the world. It's always some sort of natural disaster. The world falls apart, and it's always like the you know the kid is missing, the father has to find him. It's the same fucking story. But that's basically what they did to the Hawaii volcano story. And your point was like nothing like that at all. <laughs> nothing like that at all happened. Yeah. I mean, I've been going there for almost 20 years to visit family. And there's always been a lava flow over there. Uh, this was uh, awesome to see. I'm sure. I, I mean, literally in the, in the sense it was incredible to watch because it was spewing out as a geyser of, of rock. Um but it, there's always been lava there, and that's 10 square miles of the island, which is uh, 4,000 square miles. Um, so I didn't expect it to be bad, but it was weird because I would talk to people from L.A., friends of mine, and they you know, they know that my family lives there, and they're like, are you going to be okay? And I'm like, <laughs> you gonna be okay. why is your perception of this event so, yes. so bizarre? Like, it's not just kind of skewed or wrong. It's like bizarrely inaccurate to like exponentially wrong yes um like it's going to that like it's going to that movie the rock like san andreas yeah it it would be like these wildfires that we've had in in northern california it it would be like saying that all of north america was on fire (laughs) yes um and it's insane and and smart people by the way like I i don't hang out with a ton of idiots um but they just saw the news and they're like, uh, it looks like uh, the whole the whole island's on fire. Yes. And and I know that everyone else thought that because I've been flying there for a long time. I go twice a year and the flights are always full. And the last two times I went in the last couple of months when the volcano was erupting, I had my own row on the flight. <laughs> nice. my, my flight costs like three hundred dollars uh-huh. um, round trip. It's it's usually, you know, six. Five fifty. Were you like, were you in the airport trying to dissuade people from going on the plane? Like, oh man, we're probably not going to make it. Or we have to drop into the volcano when we get there. <laughs> like, I would back away. If you're in row seventeen, you probably don't want to go. No, I heard a local Hawaiian guy on the plane uh, going. You know, he was trying to impress some chicks. Yes. You know, uh, he's playing up the accent and everything. And he's like, "Yeah, I heard the volcanoes erupting because they're fracking." And I got. Okay, it's it's a volcano. <laughs> what are they uh, mining for, you fucking dunce? <laughs> yes. Like, why why do you say shit? Why do people say things that are so stupid? I don't know. Like, before they even think about it. But people were sca- literally scared. Like, you know, it's a coverage of the news media where they take the worst video, especially video. They take the worst video they can find. It goes around the world viral. They show the clips over and over again and talk about tragedy in Hawaii. And you can understand why people are like, you know, they don't get a good representation of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it can influence the opinion and does of even reasonable people, you know, because everyone's busy. They don't have time to look into 
the size of the island and the volcano and the history of it. So they're just like, oh, I saw that one thing for 10 seconds, and now I think that uh, a whole island is, is burning. And, you know, it's like whatever. Like, that's somewhat harmless. Like, tourism suffered. Uh, the real estate market also and the uh, airlines not that you care about the airlines but yes i'm glad the airlines are hurting (laughs) um but if you apply that to other other things you know like other other alarmist sensational images that you see of uh you know like uh this ms13 guy with face tattoos killed a, a young woman and and there are people that see that in in the same way that normal people see that volcano exploding and they're like oh i think all mexicans are gang members that want to kill my daughter I mean, it's a real thing, and and you could apply that like a hundred times over to, to everything that people in this country are afraid of, and and it's hard to prove, you know, like oh well, you just you you don't like Mexicans because you saw this one news clip, and someone would turn that around and say no, it's not, it's because of this and that. In this instance, I know it's true because I've been going and I saw the effects of it, and it's just based on the news coverage. Yeah, well, that's I mean that's how public relations work is you take an anecdote or an incident and you turn it to try and turn it into something that looks like a trend. Right. And the news media is supposed to not do that. <laughs> They're supposed to actually put those stories into context, but they don't. And actually what I was thinking about was like, so they overblow the volcano stories or any other stories. There's a crime somewhere. They overblow it as like, you know, they'll start a town hall on it or whatever else it is, but they don't cover the war. <laughs> they never cover the war. No. Like they'll never be in Syria. Like they'll never be in Syria or in Iraq or Afghanistan showing like, people being blown away by weapons and people dying. Like, were there people actually really dying? They don't show that. They, like, under-report that. They under, like, underplay that. But, like, any, like, you know, girl missing story in Indiana or, you know, whatever it is, mall, mall, somebody, something happens at a mall, it's played up. Like, it's, they have the big headlines, the big fonts. They have music. They get the separate music package for the, for the new crime, yeah. all that stuff, which is, like, I don't know if that's because it's just easier it's cheaper and easier to report those stories and get ratings from that than it is to actually cover overseas and things like that. That's probably part of it. Just a financial. Well, I think edge. the scarier the image or the clip, let's say just yes. a five second image or clip, it, it could be uh, a guy on bath salts looking real wiry and yes. scary, yes. you know, but whatever that image is like it, it burns into your head right away. Yeah. I love the fact that local news is now doing YouTube videos, doing viral videos. And like using them as like their news as news stories, which like I think a lot of uh, people like ascribe a lot of uh, underhanded agendas and stuff. This a lot is just budget. The budgets have been cut back dramatically on news at a lot of places, and so they're just looking for cheaper ways to get more views. And the cheapest way to get more views is a little blonde girl gets abducted somewhere, or you know, Amber Amber Alert, whatever else it is. Your kid is your kid is next. Is your kid next? Yeah. Uh, And we were talking about before the show how about that article I read that said that like. Childhood obesity is linked to the fact that cable ne- cable news networks in the early 90s were running so many stories, wall-to-wall coverage about missing and exploited children, all anecdotal stories, by the way. There was no evidence that there was a rise in any sort of molestations <laughs> or abductions of kids in the early 90s that somehow coincided with the rise of all the cable news networks 24-hour-a-day coverage who needed ratings badly to survive, <laughs> survive. and Nancy Grace shrieking about the latest kid, kid missing. Is that parents, moms especially, got so concerned that their kid was next, and they all believe there was a massive multiplier effect of guys in vans swooping up to pick up kids. They stopped letting their kids play outdoors. Yeah, because uh, you see the that cute kid, you see the photo of him. Yes, and you go, "Oh my god, I can't believe yes. someone would kill that kid." And the ins- the I- implication in the news coverage is like, "Your kid is next." 
Like, yeah. why do you need to? Why do you need to watch? Because your kid is next. But meanwhile, there's an FCC regulation against showing dead U.S. soldiers. Yes, and and essentially, for the most part, showing dead bodies. There's no hard and fast rule. It's just frowned upon. Um, for some reason, which I've yet to figure out or investigate, it was okay to show when Assad uh, killed all those kids with chemical weapons and they suffocated. I don't know why that why we made an exception for that. Um, we also made an exception when Big Poppy said this is our fucking country after the uh, Boston Marathon bombings. The, they, they were like, he can say fuck, it's patriotic. I love Big Poppy. I love Big <laughs> Poppy too. Um, but it, there, you know, there's these very arbitrary rules. So you know, you could show, um, you know, you can show fake danger basically, but real danger is uh, prohibited, and I think that's that's by design. There's just there's no context. I mean, obviously, it bleeds. It leads has been a thing for a long time, and they want to show destruction because that is the, fear is the easiest way to attract people's but attention. But why can't you show when the U.S. takes out an innocent party of thirty people at a wedding? Why can't you show their dead well? Bodies? For one, they're trying to they're trying to confiscate all the video. <laughs> they're trying to confiscate all the video. Um, but yeah, they don't show military coverage is very rarely sh- war coverage is very rarely shown, which is where people are really dying. Uh, by larger numbers than volcano by, by lava. I don't know if anyone's been killed by the lava, um, but they just you know they latch on the story again. I don't think it's so much uh, hidden some hidden agenda. I think it really is just economics. I think for l- half the money they used to spend, they can cover these stories, turn them into big events, and get eyeballs by people who watch still watch this shit because they'll they'll tune into anything that has the, the rousing music and the fear. <laughs> it's a font. It's that giant font. They use with the yellow, yellow. Well, yeah, yellow but I think it's a cyclical. Like I think you're right, but I also think it's like synergy. Like you keep people dumb, and now you show this loop of the volcano erupting. Yeah, and the dumb people, you know, keep watching that. And although the, they're not, the numbers on, on those shows are not rising, so it's not like they're they, it's pe- well. But they're making a profit. They're making a profit for sure. People are still well. People are still watching. I was gonna say. As a sign of intelligence, people are still watching Judge Judy by five times the numbers. <laughs> Even dumb people are still finding better entertainment. They're still watching uh, TNT or wrestling, or whatever <laughs> Monday Madness by excess of like four or five multipliers of anything on cable news on any channel. So don't worry, the dumb people are still mostly just watching wrestling and Judge Judy. Uh, but this get, what happens is when it's on TV news, it gets picked up in regular news, and then it becomes a story everywhere else. Um, and you're right, yeah. That's a lo- you know lava flow, lava disaster in Hawaii. It's that font, dude. I'm telling you, it's the lava <laughs> color font with the dripping, dripping bottom, <laughs> dripping bottom on the letters, and uh, the looks of horror on people's faces. They look at their ha- burnt down houses and stuff. But haven't we? I feel like we've become more anti-intellectual. Just in, oh, for sure. In my brief time on this earth, I mean, why isn't instead of like the islands on fire, like? I appreciate it's a cool image. Like I went to see the eruption. We, my family went to watch it and we were uh, surrounded by people who'd been displaced by the, by the lava flow. But that doesn't take away from what a, what an amazing sort of spectacle it is. Like wh- why isn't instead of, you know, lava killing people, island on fire, why isn't it well, this scientifically, this is actually a really unique thing that's happening that we don't get to see. Well, if you watch Nat, Nat Geo, you'll probably see that aspect of it. Yeah, but why can't the news present it that <laughs> I don't way? Know. I mean, you'd still have the same image. Like, when I lived in Europe, they did a lot more coverage like that, where they would cover like, natural disasters from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. 
and they didn't over because they didn't. It was all state run, state owned television, right. so they didn't actually have to turn a profit. So they didn't have to do you know make make everything crazy and end of the world stuff. So if there was a volcano eruption or an earthquake or something like that, they would actually cover it with people on the ground and actually look at stuff and cover it as a natural disaster as opposed to you know rampage murder destruction. Yeah, and they did they did that actually, and that's because they had no profit in, they had no profit incentive, so they actually could lose money by sending some guy into the <laughs> into the volcano to take great pictures and stuff like that. I'm sure if you read the newspaper, by the way, there was much better coverage of the events uh, than Probably. there were for TV. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just I don't watch that bullshit but I'm, I'm just you know saying like if i see it on a tv it's it's you know death destruction that's it um i'm surprised why still there matt yeah it's it's weird like i'll have people call me like say there's a, a wildfire like we had one in burbank recently or around there yeah and uh you know people hit me up like are you okay and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about and they're like oh you know there's a fire i'm like okay yeah i'm fine um, you, have to I tell, you have to tell them West Hollywood's on fire, but not in the way you think. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't, if you're a reasonable person, I've never called someone and been like, uh, are you okay with that hurricane yes. that uh, I know for a fact passed? No. You know? Every, every like, I saw you were in the eye of the hurricane. <laughs> yes. Although then it, you know, nothing happened. Did you get some rain? I've never done that. No. <laughs> no, because, I mean... First of all, people live in Florida used to hurricanes. Nobody really dies, except usually in some sort of accident where they're trying to do something stupid. <laughs> uh, it's also when they have the big winter storms, the big nor'easters and the winter storms. The only people who die are the people who have heart attacks when they're shoveling their driveway. <laughs> Invariably, it'll be like 13 deaths, 12 of them old men shoveling their driveway yeah. after, after snowstorm. You don't know how many of those people would have died anyway. And it's also uh, the other people are always car accidents. It's always car accidents. Because you don't actually die. Nobody dies from a snowstorm in, in 2018 anymore. It just no. doesn't happen. You, well, you know the most common um, day that people die of their life is their birthday because of the surprise party. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, also probably drinking and gorging on cake and stuff like that. <laughs> that too, yeah. But yeah, but guys go out. Like the first snowstorm of the year, invariably guys, there's like a dozen heart attacks because guys who haven't done any exercise like in eight months go out with a shovel and... I don't know if you, you've shoveled snow before coming from Alaska. Mm. It's hard. Shoveling snow is a lot of work. Yeah, it's heavy. And they go out there and they have a heart attack and then die. And, that's, and they're always like, 12 deaths. I'm like, well, they were all fat guys from Pennsylvania <laughs> shoveling their driveway. But uh, it was a killer snow. It was a killer snowstorm. Yeah. I always wonder why you're shoveling your driveway, too. Because you can drive onto the... Uh, well, it depends on how wet the snow is. It's just I think it's if you live in the snow. Again, I, I I've never I've lived in the snow a few places, but not heavy snow places. I think it's just one of those things you do. It's like <laughs> it's like raking leaves. I just don't know. like why are they raking leaves. I always say people raking leaves in the piles. Like, what if the leaves stay there? What happens if the leaves just stay there on your lawn? Like, isn't that good for the lawn? <laughs> like, yeah. Why are you raking leaves? Because you don't want the look of leaves on your lawn. What are you doing? Like, why are you spending all this time making a pile of leaves? I don't get that. Yeah. Why don't you just cut down the trees? Yeah, or just let the leaves. just let the leaves be on your lawn. What happens? Like, are leaves deadly to lawns? I mean, that seems like. <laughs> well, you always get that very disappointing moment where you dive into the leaf pile yes. and then immediately have to take a shower and <laughs> yes. have, like mealworms and it's, it's, it's disgusting. Uh, Matt, let me ask you about a topic you know better than Hawaii, even, which is sex dolls. Mm. Uh, we got it's the future. Sex dolls are the future, man. And I don't mean like the cheap old sex toys of the past, the blow up, the blow up plastic dolls that smelled like China. <laughs> I mean uh, the, the Chinese made uh, advanced robotic dolls, 
which are coming, which are more lifelike. Anything, any new technology, you talked before the show, you talked about the VR, the Oculus for porn, or on the show maybe. Any new technology, I assume, is only going to thrive in pornography in some sort of sexual manner. And if it does, it'll, it'll be adapted in some way. Yeah, I'm I'm like a Marshall McLuhan theory on this one. Like I I honestly think all technology is based on porn first and foremost. Well, if it can make money in porn, technology. if it can make money in porn, then it'll 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 last. If it can't make money in porn, I think that's the whole reason why v- I don't understand VR at all. The only reason I believe it exists is because porn people must be pumping money into it. Cuz I don't really get outside of like going to Disneyland and doing some VR experience, I don't really get who's walking around home with headsets on. Try to get that VR experience when you can just take the goggles off and have the actual VR, have the actual VR experience. I don't. You mean don't, with a real woman? Yes. I don't. Well, I don't not everyone has that option. No, but that's why I think it's going to work for for porn. So, uh, Aaron wants to know. There's a story, big story this week in Toronto. Uh, they're opening up a sex doll brothel, uh, and he wants to know: Is the new sex doll brothel opening in Toronto the most rapey thing ever, or the best news for women ever, or both? Because in the story, women, feminist groups have already come out and said that having sex with dolls is rape, is ra- tantamount to rape. They don't mean criminally rape, but they mean it is the act of rape because you're basically d- dicking a, uh, a non-moving, non-consenting object, I guess, which is like... So they think the doll's a real person? No, they don't think it's rape as in the criminal sense. They think it teaches men to enjoy having sex with lifeless, lifeless women. Hmm. Which is... I mean, it seems like there's something to that, which is why I don't think I would want to have sex with a doll. I'm having a limp, lifeless. Uh, I, I, although, by the way, these new sex breed of sex dolls may there are very uh, uh, warm and 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 move around a lot. I have no idea. I assume they do something if you're paying uh, what they're charging for their their brothel. Um, I see the rapey element of it, but I also see the guy. The only guys I could think that would actually go there are pretty much rapists. <laughs> so. Is it a bad I have a hard time believing that anyone's going there. You, know, you, you think no one's going to visit the sex doll brothel? Or just no one wants to go to Canada? It just seems like a hipstery, like, you know, like we made an ice cream museum thing. Like we have a brothel of sex dolls. Like I don't see this being profitable in any way. You don't see, uh, well, so it's... Uh, if you, you want to pay for sex, why wouldn't you pay for a real woman? Uh, well, for one, this will end up being less expensive. Uh, for two, you don't have to deal, as the uh, advertiser says, you don't have to deal with the p- uh, problems that might arise in a relationship with another sentient being. <laughs> you don't have to deal with personalities. You can pick out the personality you want. <coughs> uh, you can do things, I suppose, that uh, 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 an actual live lady may not wish you to do. So there's, there's that. Wasn't there a case, uh, I'm trying to think this was a while ago, but a a dude in the United States ordered a doll that was like a, a young girl. Yes. I think it was a Canada actually. Yes. In Canada from Asia, they're uh, underage doll and they confiscated it. And they, they essentially the crown treated that as though it was, um, an actual person. Yeah. Well, they treat it as a sexual, a sex crime. Yes. Not the committed sex crime, but the actual importing of a underage doll, lifelike doll was a sex crime, which to me seemed idiotic uh i mean i think the guys doing this are are probably troubled but (laughs) i would much rather him be so you cut off the doll's head yes Eh, no harm no foul yes (laughs) you hold the doll in your basement lock the doll in the basement import a doll (laughs) yes they weren't holding the doll in the dungeon of a fucking thai restaurant (laughs) no someone made it 
Well, yeah, I mean, you have to look at the law is not always be- based on the practical application of human instinct, which is really gross. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it'd be better if Louis C.K. had like fake robotic Jewish comedian ladies to sit across from he could masturbate he could masturbate in front of. Right. I agree. But then in the way you're also incur- if you allow guys to grab 12 year old girl dolls, then you're also saying, we're, hey, we're a country where you can come here and import <laughs> underage girl dolls and have sex with them. And we're okay with that. So I get, I mean, you're in a rock and hard place as like the import, as the customs official. Yeah. Because if you let it go by, you're saying like, it's cool by us. Uh, even though it may have an actual positive effect on, like you said, a creepy guy who might otherwise do something to a real person. So to me, the sex brothel, if it's guys who actually are so, so troubled that they would have sex with a doll at a brothel in a public space, I kind of want them to have this outlet. Yeah, I I guess it, I kind of agree. I mean, it's the same philosophy which they do in Canada of, uh, you know, if you're going to shoot up, we'll, we'll give you the heroin. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, we'll just, you know, don't steal shit and throw your needles in the park. It gives you a bad, it gives you, a, have a sex doll. I don't think a sex doll brothel is any worse than another brothel. And the women are claiming it's rapey. It is rapey. But, you know, I don't know. You're not dating. Well, maybe you are dating the guy who goes to the sex doll. Play. I feel like the guys will self-select themselves into the, very small category of people who will visit this establishment. And for those people, it should, it should probably exist. Yeah. No, I, I don't think anytime soon guys are going to stop uh, wanting to bone regular women, to fuck women who, you know, secrete um, uh, natural lubricants. But thank you, Matt. That was really <laughs> delightful. Think, yeah. I'm going to post a picture with that. But I mean, to me, like I would think the feminist response and I, these are probably just a few people, but. I would say, well, it's better they they do that to a uh, a lifeless facsimile of a person than a real person. Because I don't know, there's this real hypocrisy with um, the stuff. Like I I always thought they were like these people were pro sex worker, but then they're not. Like just depending on the time of day. <laughs> like at some point it's liberating, but we all know that's total bullshit. They're like they're very opposite. No, it's just a college educated woman. Just uh, you know, she looked at her options, decided to be a hooker. It's like no, absolutely not. <laughs> no She's a fucking crack whore. Yeah, I like the story of the Ivy League girl who has to has to strip or do prostitution to get through the Ivy Leagues. Yeah, total that's a bullshit. very common story. Right. At least thirty percent of the women at the at the you know Harvard are. Or pimping, or being pimped out at any given t- at any given time. I don't. Know, I I think it's disgusting, but it's like if you know, I'm very. If this stuff is regulated and there's like a place for these guys to go, I'm for it. I will never ever. If a guy like a male friend of mine suggests we go there, he's no longer a friend. That's just. That's just you real, wouldn't go there just for the story. Ruled out immediately. Uh, I would I would go there for a journalistic story. I would not experiment there. No, I wouldn't fuck the th- <laughs> no the thing. No, not especially if it had like a register like you know it has to be registered. Can you know Canada registers everything as like, the nation they are. So it's going to say like twenty seven hundred thirty seven uses so far on the doll side of the doll. <laughs> You're gonna be like, okay, yeah, no, I'm just not feeling it. Dude, today. with my luck, I'd get the doll that's like, well, that's gonna be an extra hundred. Like, what? Yes, You're yes. a doll. What are you talking about? You can actually get that doll, Matt. They have the doll that makes it is a place hard to get. Really? Yeah. So I think in a hundred years from now, uh, we won't be around to see it. I think there'll be more guys having sex with dolls than with regular women, because the dolls themselves will be very life, extremely lifelike. And they're just going to, you know, I see the, wh- the reason feminists don't like this is it takes away the power of women, which is the power of the pussy. So when the power of the pussy goes away, you know, just like women have the power of no longer needing men to have babies, 
that they can basically you know get semen and have babies on, without a male without a male in the house. Yeah. Now, if men can have sex, get uh, get their rocks off whenever they want to, and enjoy themselves without having to court a woman or provide anything to a woman, that's a lot. That's a big. That's a big threat to women. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but I just don't think it's a, a reasonable possibility. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's disturbing. It's, too. it's like you know, it, like people that like burgers. Like, do you like a burger? Love a burger. So now they have the uh, the amazing burger. Is that what it's called? Or is it the awesome? It, there's this new burger that's like the veggie burger that's going to solve the whole cow problem. Oh God! And they're marketing yes. it. You know, they did a lot of R and D on it, and um, I don't even. Uh, eat burgers but i got this veggie burger and it's gross uh so all the people saying this is going to replace burgers no. are wrong no and uh, i feel the same way about these dolls really yeah i don't know i think well I, the brothel idea is really why would you i guess if you can't afford to buy a doll you would go to the brothel just like if you can't afford a woman you would go to a brothel i don't even understand the idea of going to a brothel at all so it's the impossible burger my bad impossible burger yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not eating the f- they've been pushing those veggie burgers for 30 years now i don't see their numbers rising very much well, how is there any you've obviously had sex with real women how could they recreate that experience uh, i mean it, in terms of the technology is so far well you have to understand that this is not for people that are getting lucky on a regular basis <laughs> with real women this is for either guys who have a robot fetish which there will be a doll fetish there's some guys who have weird robot fetish uh and then there'll be guys who can't get laid ever and it's an in- incel is that the name incel those the guys who hate, yeah, but those guys are just gonna jerk off to. I mean, there is the robot fetish guy. Yes, uh, Chiok, my boy. I've I've been harassing him on Twitter because he's he's a he likes to fuck robots. Yes, uh, David Ch- uh, Chiok, I think he's a professor and he uh, you know he organizes conventions to fuck robots. Anyway, now he's posting videos of like him at you know In and Out Burger, and I'm like, don't you fuck robots? Like. I just feel like uh, it's going unnoticed. <laughs> but that's a very small percentage. Very small, although it will grow as it becomes available, I think, to the D&D crowd. <laughs> I, think it will, I think it will get bigger. So, Matt, you're giving a poor Yelp review to the uh, sex doll brothel? I still am not convinced it's real. <laughs> no, it is real. It is real. They tried to open one in London, apparently, and it was, it, was shouted down by, it was shouted down by protesters, so that didn't go too well. Would you rather fuck an actual whore like bareback or one of these dolls if you had to oh God. for your own livelihood you know i would do the doll only it, for because your own health. i would do the doll only because i would think that uh there was some clean there was some like legal restrictions as to cleaning of the doll like there'd be some canadian rules about like the doll must be bleached you know after every use or something like that whereas i don't feel like the lady the prostitute would be <laughs> adhering to such strict safety standards like I don't feel That's like, true. and also by the way, she can't technically get as clean as a robot because they just can't. I mean, if she has an STD. Yeah, but have you seen the people at the gym that wipe off the uh, treadmills? Yeah. Like, what if you walked in with the hard on and you yes. just saw him do the once over on it? Yeah. And you're like, oh, he didn't even get in the, uh, the <laughs> no, crevice I can't, I can't of the vagina area. <laughs> Hi, Matt. Here's the question for you. I have a segment that's purely question based. Who is more despicable? Rose McGowan for demanding that le- the leadership mantle in the self-described and well-paid rape victims of Hollywood. Or Asia Argento for basically doing the same thing while having sex with a 17-year-old boy she'd known since she was eight and knew he was fucked in the head. <laughs> that's your question. Who is more despicable in that, in that scenario? And by the way, that's a truthful scenario. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to say a- uh, Asia. First of all, like I know she's Italian. Yes. But they're even closer to the continent of Asia than we are. Yes. So if you name your kid Asia and expect me to say Aja, I'm like, you know, go fuck yourself. Uh, Matt, I'll have you know her real name is not Asia because her parents did want to name her Asia. And the uh, Italian, uh, whoever it was who does the birth certificates, refused to allow the name Asia to be given to the child. Really? Which I guess they can do in Italy. Um, because they said it, it was just inappropriate, like it was like too funky of a name. That seems like overreach. It does too. So her actual birth name is Aria, because they had to change it to Ar- the guy changed it to Aria. Said I'll let you go with Aria. Like I can imagine, like the first, like now you can't have that. Well, that's a hotel in Vegas. <laughs> yes, I don't know, which actually is a better name. I think Asia is cooler than Aria. It is, it, it, unless you're turned out to be like her. Asia's kind of a cool name. Uh, who's worse? Yes, who's worse? <laughs> okay. So we don't know what happened with Rose McGowan and Weinstein. We know that she received a settlement of 200K, I believe. Um, we do and, know, she, and she signed an NDA. Which she then violated. And she, continued, and she continued to pose happily in photos with him for many years afterwards. Yes. Yeah. She was, she was cool with it. But nonetheless, something could have happened. We don't, yes. We don't know. Um, with Asia. Are you doing this logically? <laughs> <laughs> with Asia, we know that she... Uh, also, uh, was, seemed to have a very cheeky relationship with Weinstein. Yes. And jumped on the sort of bandwagon later, claiming she, that she was assaulted. She claimed she was assaulted, although uh, if she was assaulted, she continued to have sex with him after the assault. Yes. I don't mean like in the same day, day I mean later on, days later on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so even McGowan, whatever happened... So you have to be real fucking weird and gross to, like, fuck Weinstein just for, like, recreation. Yes. Um, He's like the sex doll that doesn't get picked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, I think the agreement with him, even in his fucked up head, is, okay, none of us, well, you don't, you're not into it. Yes. But you just got to do it once. You know, it's yeah, it's like getting a tooth pulled or something. Yeah. I don't think he's expecting to have a booty call. No, it's like any a SAG membership, right? Right. You pay once. It's the gang initiation. <laughs> yes. They beat the shit out of you with yes. the brass knuckles. Uh, you go about your life. Um, any pro- any probably uses protection. I'm guessing he uses protection. I would assume so. Yes. Um, so Asia, who's, you know has a pretty wide range with Bourdain, who is, I believe, in his late 80s. And, <laughs> no, no. Uh, yes. She, so this kid is sending her nudes, apparently, sexually explicit photographs since he was 12. Yes. And she was... How, uh, do, we, how do we know that, Matt? Oh, because... Oh, what's the... Dove. Tra- Dove. Dove Rain. Dove Rain. Dove Rain is the real hero in this story. Yeah, Rose McGowan's uh, non-gender conforming being that she's dating. Yeah. Which <laughs> I like how we pretend like, you know, by all means, like peace to everyone. But when you're a crazy chick with a shaved head and you're dating a, a trans dude who yes. prefers to go by the pronoun they, um, you're call- telling me that that you're not fucking nuts and I'm not supposed to factor that into everything that you're saying and <laughs> yes. doing. And the worst part is he calls himself a model. I would go with everything except he calls himself a model. Not that he can't be a model, just I don't like people who call themselves models. It's like Pierce Morgan. Yes. I mean, does. what the fuck? <laughs> Dove Rain. Um, cool name, by the way. Probably He's probably with her because he thinks she can get him something, too, which is sort of ironic. Yeah. So I guess Dove Rain outed um, the, 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 nude, the nude, nudies. That, that Asia, essentially, Asia Argento was 
at the very least carrying on a, a, a sexy, sexting, sexually erotic. It could be seen as sexually grooming. Yeah. She was allowing the underage boy who she knew from a, a movie. By the way, she wrote and directed that movie um, and starred in it. So it was her movie, and she cast that boy to be her son in the movie. Um, and I actually watched a good part of the movie. It is a really abusive movie. I mean, it's about the boy being abused by her. Oh, I didn't yes. even know that angle. And her boy, and her, and her like redneck boyfriend. They, she gets her like she she steals her bio baby from an adopted family and basically mistreats him with her boyfriend. So this is a really great movie, is what you're saying. <laughs> sounds terrible. It sounds horrible, but just the fact that it's like she's an abusive mom to this boy, who then in real life later on she does accept new. I mean, I. Imagine the kid in the story because he has to get as an actor has to get in the role of like boy abused by this uh, very sexually promiscuous mother. Uh, I don't think he's, he's not sexually abused in the movie, but he is abused. And uh, I mean, that's as an eight year old boy, that's probably pretty intense to get into that character. I would imagine. And then, of course, he then gets feelings for this woman, uh, whatever, especially as he goes through puberty. He's getting he's getting sexual feelings towards her. So he starts sending her nude photos, at which point a normal woman might say something along the lines of. Oh, I don't know. This is not a pro- <laughs> this is not appropriate. Yeah, we got to contact the parents. <laughs> yes. Or at, at the very least, you know, you got to stop doing this. Yeah. And she probably had a very I bet she had a similar upbringing, so she would be aware of this type of like, you know, troubled young actor actress mindset. It's so creepy. He yes. was 12, so she was what, in her late, late 30s? 20s? Late 30s. I mean, that's she's a she's a pedophile. Yeah. Well, he was, I think she was humoring him by accepting the photos, but like you can't just humor people by accepting underage dick pics. That's just not the way the world works. Well, even if you were accepting, okay, so that'd be one thing. Yes. Let's say a 12-year-old girl was sending me <laughs> nude photos. I just assume they are. I maybe, assume they are. maybe I just don't respond. I don't, maybe I take no action. Yeah. She fucked him. Yes, she did. They had sex. Yes, that was her response. And then she threw in a very token at the at the last minute after she had had a discussion about how they had sex. She was like, oh, and by the way, not voluntary. Yes. I was held down. I was. Uh, the- well, she was emotionally held down, Matt. She was emotionally frozen because she uh, one of her. I've seen her speak now on this uh, rape issue many times. And one of her things is that uh, women freeze during these moments. And so and men may not even be aware of it. I think that's probably true, and I think she yes. sees that trope, and it doesn't apply in this case. No. You can't just say, I was frozen. No. That's when a guy has a gun to your back, yes. or when a guy is physically dominating you, I, I would there's assume. No way, there's no way the male gym teacher banging the high school girl can get away with that excuse. <laughs> I was emotionally frozen. I, was, I blacked out. I don't remember exactly what happened. I blacked out during that time. You don't get away with You go to jail for 25 years. You don't get to get away with that. No, it's it's and she's. I mean, are she's you you're leaning? By the way, you're leaning Asia Argento in this in this question. Is are you, is that where you're going? No, I'm going McGowan. Oh, really? Because, see, all right, they're both not, they're both essentially the same. Insane, person. insane. But and I think we talked about this last time I was here, unfortunately. But um, she at one point was just grasping for straws, and claimed that the photo of them topless in bed together. Yes. That he was standing up, in the photograph. Yes. It's essentially tantamount to the Amber Heard. Uh, someone threw a cell phone in my face, and it looks like <laughs> I just phone. put an iron, yes. you know, print onto my face. Um, so if you're if you're going with such bad lies that the kid was standing up when we can see laying in bed, 
sort of at the at the end, just desperately, you know, trying well, to yes. throw a hail mary. I just assume everything else you're saying is bullshit. But you're still going Rose McGowan. Yeah, I'm going McGowan. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'm going McGowan too, but for a different reason. The reason is because uh, when the story first broke about Asia Argento, she immediately said we need to calm and understand what happened and, and, and get to the bottom of this, all that crap that like people would say about Louis C.K. or about Matt Lauer. And then within 72 hours, she, <laughs> she changed completely when she saw the tide swinging to her best friend being thrown under the bus and basically threw her under the bus by releasing the text that her non-gender conforming being of a, being of a f- male, male or female friend, whatever the fuck you call them, they gave to her. And she basically outed her friend, Asia, and insisted she come clean and face all, the, all that's due her. Uh, I mean, that turned, she turned so quickly on her best friend. I mean, if there's one thing crazy chicks need to do, it's stick together. <laughs> when crazy yeah. chicks turn on each other, then it's like, what do you have left? That's what, what you had left. What you had, the only thing you had decent about you was that you were, like, were best crazy chick friends. But now you're turned on your friend. Now you have nothing. There's nothing admirable about you anymore at all. That's why I'm going Rose McGowan. That's why I'm going Rose McGowan. I'm also going McGowan because she um, she got busted for having cocaine in her yes, bag, which yes. she forgot on the airplane. Yes. So I'm, I'm going sort of an insanity plea. How much cocaine do you have to be doing that you take it through the airport, commercial airport, knowing that you could be detained and go to jail? And then... Not only that, you're bringing it in your bag. Yes. So, and let alone the fact that you're doing so much cocaine that you need it on a flight. Yes. That you can just buy it when you land back in <laughs> New York or L.A. I, and then I you, don't think she was going to Topeka. And then you forget about it. And then you forget your bag <laughs> with the cocaine. Yes. And then when someone finds your bag with the cocaine on it, you claim that it's really fucked up that they're charging you for possession. Yes. And, well, she also claimed it was a Harvey Weinstein uh, conspiracy. Weinstein right. plant that Weinstein planted the drugs, got in through TSA, planted the drugs in the bag, and put her name inside the bag. So did even the most ardent Which by the way Rose I don't, McGowan I don't, supporter buy that story? I, I don't put that past Harvey Weinstein. Because <laughs> you know, cle- Weinstein clearly was the guy who added this whole Asia Argento thing. He I don't know, they haven't put his fingerprints to it yet, but he clearly I mean you wrestled with you wrestled with the bear, man. I mean, talk about an evil, angry, rich guy who uh, all these people are accusing of. And he, he and his Mossad, he and his Mossad, <laughs> they're definitely doing shit to fight back. So I wouldn't put anything past him. She's a cocaine ex, so obviously it was her cocaine. But I mean, in terms of like what Asia Argento, I bet that was all Weinstein's guys coming up with finding that shit out. Which, who find that guy? He's walking around Hollywood now with pink hair, Jimmy Bennett. Yeah. Hey, who found that guy? It must have been Weinstein. For sure. Yeah. No, you, 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 you wrestled with the bear, man. You and Weinstein, yeah, he was, like you said, he was employing like... Uh, Israeli military yes, yes, agents. Yes. Like it sounds like that that of a cocaine delusion. Yes. But it's actually true. Yes. Except I don't think the part is true where it's it's like a Bond movie where you chat someone up and they slip the cocaine in. No, you, no. You know, like both things can be true. But I can see why she's paranoid. Well, you have But doing cocaine makes you paranoid also. Weinstein is the guy who's gonna plead like, you know, Mia culpa in court and apologies all the shit like that, but there's no doubt he has an evil master revenge plan going on right now. Yeah. Against everybody who's accused him of anything. Is he going to go to jail, you think? I don't think so. I don't think he will. But the fact that I, I think he actually is upset that, unlike Trump, I think he's actually upset that he paid for the NDAs and he didn't get this value. And now he's just pissed. Like, I, I think he, he's in the world of like, I paid you 200 grand to shut up and then you didn't show up. Now I'm just going to ruin Now I'm just going to ruin you. Like, that was what I paid you a good amount of money. I gave you a movie or whatever. Now you didn't, you know, I'm just going to destroy you. So. 
right, Matt, it's time for our final segment today, Pennies in a Bunch, which can only be found on patreon.com forward slash last man earth for our rich and wealthy people who can afford a buck a month who listen to Last Man on Earth. Hi, right, Matt, that's our show for today. Do you have something you wish to pimp and promote yourself? Uh, will, you, will you be sneaking like a rapist into any comedy clubs? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when Louie... Oh, I, I find this interesting. I, yeah, I don't know when he's going to come back. Because that must have... That, that must have, sh- you know, not gone over the way he thought. Here's the thing about guy, guys who become like, who are not uh, attractive guys or not uh, athletic guys. They probably got no sex through their, their youth years and stuff like that until they became richer and famous. Is I don't think they ever lose those habits of like the past. Like those formative years, like even if you become like Harvey Weinstein, obviously never got play as a kid, right? So until he became a movie producer, he probably never got laid. Um and I don't think you ever lose that big, huge chip on your shoulder of the fact that girls don't like me. I'm never going to get laid. Girls are mean. I'm just going to fucking do this, whatever. Because even if you're now 40 and you're, you can get any girl you want, it just never goes away from like those high school years of just being not getting any action, having girls laugh at you and stuff like that. That to me is like Louis C.K. classic. So you always wonder, like, why are these guys, why are these guys who could have all these girls doing this? It's because they're still in that like... 17 year old mode and they're still frustrated angry at girls and they're not getting laid and they're just building up this like sort of like weird side thing like Weinstein I'm gonna fucking jerk off in bushes <laughs> it always seems to be a masturbation thing for some reason but it's very yeah. it's very uh, it's very uh, uh, sort of a, aimed at the women it's a very angry thing to do yeah it, it is it's it's very invasive it's 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 very confrontational. It's not like Aziz Ansari at least trying to play pleasure the woman, not knowing what to do. Uh, this is like a sort of in your face. I don't you know screw you. I'm just gonna fucking jerk off in front of you. Like it's like sort a, of masochistic too. Because I mean, I guess it can be cool, but it's not flattering. No, yeah, no one wants to see that. No, it's, no, unless you unless you have a gay audience and you got a big rod, they're just not. They're just not. Gonna, I don't think even gay guys want to see Louis C.K. masturbating. I'm just guessing. Just going on a limb there and guessing. They're not looking for the Harvey Weinstein sex tapes, I don't Did think. Did you ever, like, I know, like, Louis C.K. is super funny. I I respect him a lot as a comedian. But there would be, a, like, remember his specials? It would always be, like, really deeply personal. Yes. And so back then the narrative was like, oh, it's so real. He's opening up. But I was like, I would never talk about my wife or children that way in public the way you mean about the rape stuff and everything well it was just bits like sexual um, a lot of sexual stuff you know my wife had to jerk me off yes. and she looked ugly and uh my daughter was spreading her vagina open and yes. just shit that like i always thought it was it made me uncomfortable it always made me uncomfortable well, wasn't his whole thing that he it was very unsuccessful when he was doing shtick and then he decided to make this huge massive change where he's just gonna be the most honest desperately honest comedian out there and that was like when he found fame, but it was like too honest. <laughs> it was like too yeah, honest. Yeah, like I dig the honesty thing, but there's you can you, phrase it in many ways. There's a level of honesty that I don't need to know. Well, and also you're bringing other people into it who did who aren't entertain entertainers. Well, yeah, right. They didn't choose to be part of your act. Yeah, because if you're a comedian, like everyone's a little bit crazy, yes. but like you you end up hanging out with these people and you think the way you act is normal, yes. but it's not. No. Like I saw this one comedian who I know, uh, he was doing this bit and, uh, <laughs> it was one of those, you've all done this, right? 
And I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> he, he was he was doing a bit, and he goes, have you ever been uh, laying around your house watching TV? I'm like, okay, I'm with you. Yeah. And he goes, uh, then you stick your finger up your ass <laughs> and and see uh, the, how it smells. And and uh, everyone was kind of like, mm, I don't. And he's like, oh come on, you've all. <laughs> and like I remember thinking, like I think he's one of the only people that's done this. Yes. But he's in this insular community to yes. where. Everyone just is like, well, you know, go as far as you can. I don't know. Sure, yes. it's not like the fart in the elevator joke. It's a little, it's a little different. Wait, not am a, I wrong? Is this something people do? I've never figured it out. No, I just, I, I, I think the honesty. I'm specifically talking about the. I, I think the honesty <laughs> thing is like important, but like, yeah, if you're like, you know, what I love Louis C.K. to do, like you said, do a bit about how he got to the point of masturbating in front of like fat lady comedians how he got to that place and what it like what inspired him to do that that would be real and that would be great because he could make it funny but it also would be very humiliating to himself um and yeah, i think to me that's his that's his melinda hill penance i think i agree <laughs> yeah i have nothing to promote nothing uh, to promote matt ralston.net why, why don't you put up a wife photo you should go to the volcano airdrop the volcano and take it some great photos hi right, this is lex last murder talk to you next week Un pueblo y un volcán Parangar y cutir y mi cuero Parangar y cutir y mi cuero